an eargasm of learning and a no-fuss show. Welcome to the Creative Talk Podcast, where you can learn straightforward topics about branding, digital entrepreneurship, online business, and many more with your charming host, John Santos, along with inspiring entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders worldwide. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creative Talk Podcast with me, John Santos, and we have a very, very special guest for today's episode. I am excited. I am excited. Regardless of what's happening, you know, with the with Facebook, Instagram, and then WhatsApp crashing down, I am so excited because of, first, our guest for today is very beautiful, very smart, very humble. Uh, okay, Th- that's the three major points. That's why I'm excited for today. And she's smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Next, <laughs> she is a learning and performance consultant, guys. So how cool is that? Radio host. So that's why I'm, you know, doing this extra spiel because I'm trying to impress our special guest for today. She is a radio host of Press Play UK, founder of Modern Mind Group. Wow. Powerhouse. Now, this is the trick. I asked her off cam how to pronounce her last name. Let's see if I can do it correctly. Our special guest for today's episode is Melissa Karen. Welcome to the show, Melissa. <laughs> Thanks, Jan. It's absolutely brilliant to be here. And you pronounced it perfectly. Well done. <laughs> there you go. Woohoo. Uh, Melissa, you know, I-, I said this off cam and I'm going to say it again. Thank you for spending the time to be here with us in the show. I know you're a very busy person, time difference. It is a blessing to have you in the show. Thank you so much, Jan. And well, I mean, it didn't take me much to say yes. I mean, I see all of your conversations you have with everyone else. I see the way that you set the podcast. Listen to the energy that you have today as well. It's, uh, yeah, it was an easy answer for me and uh, so glad to be here. So thank you. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm excited. I know our listeners and viewers are excited. Melissa, uh, before we go on to the main point of, you know, sharing values about the certain topic, I'm excited to, you know, have this opportunity for everyone to know uh, a deeper side of who Melissa is. The question is, who inspires you or what influenced you? Who or what influenced you to be in this position of greatness where you are right now? You're a successful um, person reaching out, really connecting to people. So the floor is yours. Feel free to share your story, my friend. Thank you, Jan. Um... Who inspired me? Well, do you know what? Let's just go straight to it. The 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 man that inspired me the most was my dad. Um, my dad, um, it, he he sadly passed away of a heart attack in 2015. Um, but when I looked back on how he's influenced me over the years, and I was putting his eulogy together, and I was just thinking about how he's actually affected my life. My dad was an engineer. And no matter what I went to him with, no matter what problems, no matter what challenges that I was facing, what he said to me was, you'll figure it out. And when I looked back after losing my dad at that moment in time, I realized he never gave me the answers. He listened, supported me and said, you'll figure it out. 
and figure it out I did so he was an engineer because I mean ultimately he was a tool maker he would create things he would tinker about with the car he was um, very focused on finding out the truth or figuring out the answer and therefore he inspired me to do that on the flip side of that I also have my mum who's incredibly inspiring because my mum was a cruise ship singer so my mum is very expressive when it comes to performing arts Melissa can you sing Can I say I can sing? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to cut you short, but I just want to ask, you know, with that combination arts, (laughs) you you need to get those genes. So, oh, plus you're a host in the radio. There you go. So one step closer in in singing. (laughs) But but, but please, please continue, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, interestingly, Jan. So that's that's that was part of of my life. Um, I grew up wanting to be a singer, always with a, a microphone in my hand. Hey, look at us now with our microphones, right? And so my dad on one side was the engineer, my mum on the other side was the expressive, you know, really creative performing arts. Um, she she was a performing arts student as well. I was growing up, and she noticed that what I could do was pick up uh, the scripts and the songs, like, and I could change my voice like pretty quickly. And I was like six, and she was like, "How is you, how are you remembering all this?" So she sent me to, and she still to this day doesn't tell me why. She can't even remember why, but she sent me to elocution lessons. So I was six and I was learning on how to pronounce the words, how to emphasize my voice, how to pause, how to communicate. And it was an interesting time. Um, I had to wear this uh, quite embarrassingly. I had to wear a very yellow lycra leotard. I don't know why I had to do that to speak. Imagine that. Imagine someone said to you, you can be a podcast host or a radio host, but you have to wear lycra. Is that okay? Like, what? Like, what? it's just bizarre so um so you see yeah so anyway back to the allocution lessons I absolutely smashed them out of the park I was like six seven years old um my mum sent me to these and I really enjoyed them so I suppose from from then we knew that I had sort of the um the courage to be able to speak and express myself at the same time my dad's kind of um you know engineering influence in in problem solving and solutioning so uh, as I grew up, I, I definitely had these strong influences in my life. I was then, um, I had a great teacher called Robert Palmer, who was the, the English literature teacher, who from a psychology perspective, really, and as we know, looked at the subtext. What is not being said? What is the suppositions of what is going on with Macbeth or, or whatever it was? So uh, with all of these different infusions, um, then, then of course my life was uh, very much about being with the people and being confident to express myself with the people but at the same time strategically looking at things being able to engineer things being able to find solutions reverse engineer um you know a performance so as i became um older i was very interested in sport sport um how what it took to win um you know the, i played hockey i was in athletics i used to do high jump to the point that it didn't matter how many times I hit the bar down. It was very much about what it took to get that another centimeter to get another inch. So I was very focused on that, but I had, so I had kind of the sport, I had the the performance, the psychology side of it, but then I also had my mum sort of willing me to do, to do performing arts and, and go into that direction. It ended up that actually 
I did perform in arts, but then realized it wasn't really for me. Not that it wasn't for me in, in this context, but it, it wasn't for me in the fact that I, I wanted to act or I wanted to sing. I could do those things, but it was very driven towards the sports element. So I decided to do all of my courses in sports. I um, trained to be a personal trainer. I understood, you know, the, the element of coaching from an early age and especially through my sports kind of background as well. And then, um, fast forward in Wales, there was no, uh, real ability with, with fitness. There was no, um, kind of, uh, gyms, you know, they, they, if you look now there's gyms on every corner here, um, there's the, you know, the, there's not in Wales, it's not like that. So in order for me to excel in that kind of field, um, I would have had to move away. In Swansea, it is, Dylan Thomas called it the graveyard of ambition. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say that. I would say it's the, it's definitely the, the factories of the call centers. And that's what was in South Wales. So I ended up working in a lot of call centers, ended up doing sales, uh, retail. Uh, I saw advertising space when I was uh, just 17 for the newspaper so I started to understand what business performance was like while still really wanting to be a personal trainer. I then moved to London. I decided, actually, you've done these qualifications. You want to be a personal trainer. You're going to go, you're going to go for it. So I did that. I set up my own business and then something wasn't right. I didn't really understand the art of what happened to scale a business or what it took to really grow. So I went back into the workplace, into sales, and then into performance management because someone saw something in me that they linked the two together to really help to improve performance within the workplace. That took me on to be a, a management consultant, a quite a good management consultant, I would say. I was always sent to fix things because my dad said I always figure it out. And um, I did that around the world. And then, um, yeah, that, that I decided one day I didn't want to get on four planes a week and, and be four nights a week away from my husband. I wanted to do it for myself. <laughs> and here I am today. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Such an inspiring story. Like I, I could see like from, from A to B to C. Um, b Before we jump into the main meat, so to speak, I I'm just excited. Um. We were reviewing, you know, we were checking out your website, your business that you founded, and it's very, you know, unorthodox, you dealing with people. And there's a line there that really struck me. Um, it, it's it's written there that you believe, but but it's, you know, it, by, by text, it's we, as the website says it. We believe that you will never change someone's mind if you cannot speak to their heart. Now that line really, you know, really made an awakening. Um, can you give me some insights about this line and about bis the business, you know, Modern Mind Group? Yeah, speaking to someone's heart is, is how we emotioneer performance and I call it emotioneering. Um, you, we can speak to people from um, a workplace perspective. And when we have power as managers and as leaders, and when we employ people, there's an element of, of, um, of respect that comes with that where, and, but there's also fear because people don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want to be seen to be bad. All of, all of these things that come with it. When you remove, when you, when you try to imagine when you're working with people that you have no authority you have no, imagine you have no accountability stick. There's no 
you could get fired. None of that. How do you influence people when you have no accountability and there is no fear? So when you remove that and you remove the element of consequence from a, a perspective of losing the job, how do you influence someone um, with that emotion through the heart? And and that's that's what we're really looking at. Emotioneering to me is 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 all about moving people from fear towards courage to then gain confidence because fear is a reaction, courage is a decision, and confidence is an absolute outcome. So that's what I mean by that. It's it's understanding that we are driven by emotion first before logic. Ooh, I love that. That is a whole nugget. All you know, it's ready. It's ready. I was excited to ask you that question because I know I'm gonna get like powerful learning nugget there. That that's that's one content we're gonna be releasing. <laughs> no, but but, but I totally releasing. releasing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I totally agree. I love that. I love that. How you craft that, you know, and and it's it's something that I I I would say it is something that is very needed in this generation. You know, people need what you offer not because you're you're the star you're the spotlight in this episode but because it's something authentic and it really makes a difference i i love that and with that i totally respect you and full support melissa i love what you are what your message is all Thank about that, that's that's something that the world needs now having said that let's go to the main topic because you know that was just a teaser and that is a whole masterclass already. <laughs> now, I'm excited and I know our viewers and listeners are excited to know about, you know, business tips to improve performance. From your experience, from your journey, Melissa, please share us those values. The floor is yours, my friend. Okay. Thanks, Jan. Uh, you know, it, it is a big topic. If it, you know, we we don't have all day on the podcast, so let's let's cut to the the low hanging fruit and the stuff that people can do right now. So you know, there are actionable steps that you can do to make an impact to the people that you're working with right now. The first one is listen to them. Provide a space that's non-objective, and what I mean by that is that a lot of the time in the corporate world, we we are driven by this. Um, this thought about, oh, well, if it isn't about work, then it's it's not, it's a waste of time. If it's not about work, if the conversation isn't about targets, if it isn't about tasks, then should I be really having the phone call? Uh, yes, absolutely. This is about people. Um, so I call them what's on your mind sessions. You can have goal setting sessions. You can have, um, you know, one-to-ones. Have a what's on your mind session. It's the, it's the session where you get to say, hey, what's going on with you? And what will happen first is your people will say to you, oh, well, I'm, um, you know, I'm at like 25% away from my target and I've made this many calls and then this guy didn't get back to me today. And then you say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't ask you about work. What's going on with you? Oh, oh, right. Oh, I got a new puppy and um, I went out to salsa class on the weekend or, or whatever it may be. And suddenly you start to understand the person behind the role and what's going on. And we don't stop to ask those questions. There was a guy I was working with that didn't even know that a, a person on their team was getting a divorce like 
how how come everybody else knew, but the manager didn't know that that was going on with someone? And of course, things like that are going to affect the performance. But if you don't create a space where people can just speak to you, like, have you ever thought this, right, Jan, and, you know, in the workplace or, or to the audience out there? Have you ever thought, oh, they only ring me when they want something? Yes. Yeah, this- yes. I, I, oof, that is... You know, you just gave me memories. <laughs> I started from from you know from from level one, and yes, me and you know a lot of people in in that same situation. You know, they there was a joke um, that I remember when you asked that question uh, back back in the day. You know, I've been I think that's what, that was my first job, and after like two or three months, the the management gave us free pizzas, and everyone. Except me, because I'm very hungry. I was like, yeah, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> and then all of my friends, co-workers were like, dude, why did they give us this food? They need us for something. You know, that that concept. So it just, I was just reminded by that when you throw that question out. And, and yeah, that's true. It is happening. Yeah. What they only want something. What do they want from me? Why are they doing this? And the thing is, is that you've got to ask yourself, what's my intention? If my intention is to get something done, that's the way it's going to come across. If my intention is to care about a human being and to help them develop their life, that's going to come across in a completely different way. It has to come from empathy and compassion. It, it can't come from anywhere else then that directs the activities in the business and you have a completely different team. I would rather my team be happy to have a phone call from me. So that, that is one thing that I can definitely say, do that. Secondly, for the second thing, this is, these are the two top things that I would always suggest you do. Find out what motivates them because it isn't just the job. It isn't, they want a pay rise. They want to get married. They might want a new car. They might want to buy a new house. Actually, they want progression. They want to be able to learn from the best. They want access to the executive board. They want things. And if you don't know what they are, then how can you help someone with their performance or to remind them and to motivate, to help motivate themselves to, to get what they want? Um, and and just third third point, before you tell someone what they need to improve on, make sure you've told them hell of a lot what they are great at. And that's it. 70% what you are good at, 30% on what you need to improve. And if it's not that balance, don't do it. Wow. Wow. I was like, knowledge bomb, Melissa. Three points could read. Wow. I'm speechless. Because first, you know, I totally agree. And it is such a transforming point you know it it seems so shallow but it's not if you really you know ponder upon those points you can really transform your business you 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 can build something a connection within the management team and and your team and and that makes a big difference in not only an output but you know the, the relationship between a company and and that i think it's very important, um, you know, aside from, you know, the pay, the, the benefits, the output in, in the business side, because I run my business also. I, I have people under me. I have team. You know, I just, I can't do it alone. I, I, it's a blessing. I have a wonderful team behind me. 
And that's the reason why I agree with what you shared. The connection between you and your team, for me, is the most important thing. To know them, you know, when you shared those points, I was like reviewing myself. How do I run my business? Am I doing it correctly? Oh, yes, good. (laughs) But I totally agree. And I know our viewers and listeners are, it's, it's either A, they're doing it correctly and so they can improve more. Or B, it's an awakening, uh, you know, awakening for them that they need to transition bit by bit. I have a follow-up question, Melissa. Uh, let's say the management understood that they need to do a transition, but there's a big barrier between the management and the team because they started on the wrong foot. So how can you, what can you do to change that mindset? Because, you know, you, you can't just snap and and the perspective of the of the team will be different from the management but they don't know that the management want to do that transition what can you share mm-hmm. about that melissa um okay so two points so firstly if there's a manager and they have a broken relationship with their team they need to air it out they need to actually don't have a meeting go get lunch go have a walk go somewhere and say look I don't, you need to address the elephant in the room. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I have a part to play in this. I would love you to tell me what has happened. Take responsibility and apologize for making them potentially feel the way that they are feeling and then agree to, to improve it. And I've, I've had to go down that path myself. It's, it's about being humble enough and being open enough and honest enough to realize that we're not, we're not right all the time. And sometimes we've got to go back and just fix stuff. Um, so that's, that's the first thing for, for the higher management team and the senior management team between the, the middle management and then the frontline employees, I would suggest that they hold a town hall session. And what I mean by that is that they, they basically get all of the team or as much of the team as they can. Cause some people might still need to, you know, hold the, the, you know, the roof up or, you know, take bookings, et cetera, things like that. Um, so as much as the team as you can as possible, put together a presentation about the performance of the company, what the aims and objectives are, but then what you want to do is set up a Q&A. Now the Q&A could be any questions that they can ask senior management, but the middle managers are present as well so that everybody has an open forum. I wouldn't try not to worry about if you get a tricky question. If that happens, just say, thanks. You know what? It's a brilliant question. I don't have the answers for you right now. I'm going to come back to you on that point though. And I'll make sure that I email everybody else about it. So so that as long as it's followed up, that's okay. What you could also do as well is ask some of your more engaged team members to provide you questions beforehand so that when you start to put things up on the presentation, you already have some questions to answer. But then a little bit like what happens on Clubhouse. Once one person starts to ask a question, everyone goes, bing, 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 hands go up. That way, all your team just want to be listened to. Let them tell you all the bad stuff so that you can help improve it. And then they will start to love you. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that's John C. Maxwell, um, not me. I love him. <laughs> I love that. I love that. When you coded that, I was like, ooh, points, points. <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much. Those are 
amazing tips that really makes a difference. Thank you. And for that follow-up question, that is, again, a power bomb there. Knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb. Thank you so much, Melissa. You are amazing. Thank you so much. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And I'm sure our viewers and listeners learn a lot as well. Thank you so much. But, Melissa, we are not done yet. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) We're not done yet, my dear. We started off you sharing your story, and then we followed up with sharing values after values after values. Now it's time for us to play a game. Are you ready? <laughs> I am. I am. I love a game. <laughs> You're asking the performance consultant oh, whether yeah. she loves a game. <laughs> well, we, I love a team game, but hey. <laughs> mm, nice, nice. Well, it's a simple tradition here in the show that we call the creative fast talk. I will ask you questions that you are not allowed to spend much time thinking what the right answer would be. The first word that comes into your mind, boom, you say it. You are okay. not allowed to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't lie. <laughs> that's that's a lie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's it, this is just you know we we started this um, game thing in the show to you know have that human aspect to humanize the brand so to speak. You know people people knows that okay uh, the guest is an expert and and it's so intense about sharing topics and values and now this is the part where they have a perspective that yes. Uh, Melissa is a human after all. She she laughs. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know what to say. It's just having a great time, and that's you know the value of of life. Enjoy and and be happy, right? Hundred percent. I'm with you, Jan. Let's all do right. this. Right. Let's do this. Question number one, my dear: sun or snow? Sun. All right. Second question: structured or chaotic? Oh. Gosh, I was going to say structure. I've got to say structure. Really? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to ask you again. Structure or chaotic? <laughs> See, my heart says chaotic. My head says structure. You get both with me. All right. All right. All right. Let me just ask you, um, why? Why, the, why were you thinking structured or chaotic? Well, what's the story behind that? Because creativity mm. doesn't exist in structure. Exactly. It, yeah. it exists in being. Yes, yes. And, and you know, so, so that's why I, I, as much as I structure things, I mm. allow flexibility in my life because sometimes the structure has to go out the window. Right. And then plan B, plan C, plan D, plan D, you know? Right. So, okay. um, yeah. That's I understand. Right. It's a I tough understand. one. Yes, yes. I took a fine arts, you know, major in advertising. So I, I feel that being an artist. Yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, my dear. Love or money? Love, 100%. Like, I'm the heart woman. <laughs> Aww, I love that. I, I, I am the that. passion for people. I know. I'd be, I'd be penniless. And the, and the more I get, the more I give. That's, Ooh, that's just me. I so. love that. My respect for you just go up and up and up. I love that. Next question, my dear. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Oh, this question. See, I it's it's weird um, because being a, a Welsh woman, I'm obviously drawn to a mythical creature that does not exist and well, actually sure. go, is go, nothing go. probably like me. Sure. The dragon, but, you know, it's on the flag. Um but <laughs> but the, um, I bought a book about where that comes from, by the mm, way, the other mm. day, because as a Welsh woman, I needed to understand the flag a bit more. But anyway, 
let's go to what animal I would be. Right. Elephant. Okay. Why, elephant. why an elephant, my dear? Because I remember stuff. I'm so good at remembering. I remember what people say and I mm. remember conversations. I remember moments Ooh. to the point that people go, you remember that? I'm like, yeah. Mm. I don't remember. I'm not good with remembering numbers and stuff right, like that, right. but things people say I remember a lot. So, so you do remember like your your friends back in senior high, their names, things like that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, even when I meet people, I remember their like, I remember their names like quite quickly. So we, uh, when I worked in a gym, just very briefly, uh, we had to know um, 70%, no, it wasn't even 70%. I think it was like 25% of the people on the floor at any one mm. time. So they would ask you, uh, you know, the, the managers would come around and ask you, Um, as part of kind of an audit or assessment, right, right. I used to know everybody, almost everybody's wow. names, and and they'd leave the gym and come back, and we're like, "You remember me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like, wow, it, because it meant something." So I'm just very conscious, I think, of of conversation. That's why I bring a lot of energy. I think it's a well. gift, you know. It's a gift. Thank it's you. connected to your character and who you are. You know, helping people. The, the mere fact that you remember people. It means they have a space in your mind and your soul. So you know that's that's a beginning of something great. So that's that's me. But but wow, I, I'm amazed. Time. I'm amazed. Next question, my dear: popcorn and movies or dinner and dancing? Oh, dinner and dancing. Ah, I love that. Dinner I was expecting and dancing that answer, all yeah. day. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Next, <laughs> M- Melissa, are you a passenger or driver? Oh my god, a driver, hundred percent. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm like not. I'm not great on as a passenger on a plane. I'm not great as a passenger in a car. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Something happened to me probably at a fairground ride or something where I was, I fell out of control, and then I was uh, like, I have to, I have to have the wheel. Uh, stop the bus. <laughs> all right. So yeah, no, that's, that's me. All right. Okay. I love that. I, I love you, Melissa. I love the vibe. All right. Next question: Mountains or the beaches? Oh no, no, oh, both. No, oh. You only no, the need beach. to answer. I'm a pad- right. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pick paddleboard in a beach. Oof. It has to be nice, nice. You will love the Philippines if that's the case. So, who knows? Yeah, I Maybe hope to get there one day. Yeah, when when things are back to well, not back to normal, but sorted out. <laughs> Next, Melissa, what are you afraid of, my dear? Oh gosh, we have to go there. Um, So, uh, do you want the really deep answer? <laughs> sure, you sure. The... You're the you're the the spotlight is on you, Melissa. What are you afraid of? Dying. Oof. Why, my dear? That's because I got so much to give and so much to do, and so many people I want to help. And the last thing I would want to do is just not be here. My mm. life is not lived yet. I haven't and and yeah. So I think that to me that's that, and therefore then that links to. The spiders and the bees and the you know the uh, <laughs> right 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 right. They're like oh um yeah. So that's that and flying because mm. it's not really the plane itself, right? It's the uh, the good night. Uh, love that, yeah. love that. Yeah. It's it's, it's it is something happen. serious. Wow, but but I totally understand. Next question: What's your favorite color? Uh, blue, 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 blue is my favorite color. Movies or books? <laughs> books. All right. Books. Since you answered okay. books, there's a follow-up question. Name your top three 
books or author of all time? Okay. Oh, I've got loads. But, um, okay, so books that really uh, affected me. Uh, Grit, Angela Duckworth, Power of Passion and Perseverance. Mm. The stuff you learn in there about actual success is just unbelievable. Um, I have to say Frontline Profit Machine by mm. Ziad Corey because when I read it, I was like, well, yes, this is all performance stuff in <laughs> one place. Um, you know, you add the Melissa mix in and then that's where you get the results. And last one. Uh, another book, last one. What would I tell people to take? <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Factfulness by Hans Roslin. I saw that, but I, I don't have that book. I, I I saw that. There's good reviews about it. Ooh. <laughs> destroyed my destroyed everything just to get this relax book. Melissa, relax <laughs> oh yeah that's it that's it i saw that um, i saw that yeah it's 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 amazing i picked this book up by accident when Ooh. i was on a, a delayed um flight, flight. and i think uh, it's it's one of the the best books and i talked about it a lot in the pandemic mm. uh because it forces you to look for the truth. It forces you to look for the facts. Mm. And one of the questions, have we got time for me to just tell you this one quick thing? You are the star like, of the show, my dear. Go. Uh, thanks, Jan. Um, there's a question in it, and it asks you, um, multiple choice, uh, out of the world's population, what percentage of children under the age of five are vaccinated? And it will say 30%, 50%, 80%. What do you think it is? What, 80%? It is 80%. Oof. It's wow. 80%. Whereas actually, if you ask most people, they'll go 30%. Because the media and everything that we see is is obviously high surveillance and sent, and it's driven into one direction. But then when you seek... Uh, but anyway, the point is, Hans Rosen went and asked these questions mm. to world leaders. Mm. Multiple choice. They scored less than 30%. Really? And what his point is, is that if he, drew, if he threw bananas... Mm three bananas into a monkey cage with A, B, and C yeah. written on them. The monkeys would score better by not knowing anything. Exactly. Wow. I Sold. I'm going to yeah, get that. I'm going to get that book. <laughs> All right. Next question, my dear. Um, what oh, yeah. is your dream superpower and why? Oh, I, I 100% would do this. Yeah, I would click my fingers and food would appear. I just cannot stand that people are hungry in this world. Like it is the worst feeling. And I just, no one deserves to go hungry. Mm. I just don't believe that we mm. need to be in a world where people starve. You know what, Melissa, so. you are the first who answered that. That is, you know, unique answer in that question. Wow. And I love how you connect it to something more realistic and serious. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's nice. All right. This last question, Melissa can be something serious depending on how you will take the question, all right? Last okay. question is, if you have the power to bring back someone back from the dead, who would it be and why? Oh, gosh, you, get, you went there. You made me quite emotional. It would be dad, 100%. Yes, yes. Like, I would just love to give him the biggest hug right now and just tell him how much I love him and ask him, what do you think of emotioneering, dad? And he'd probably go, ooh. 
figured it out <laughs> he'd probably say or something wow. I don't know um but yeah I would love I would love to just see him plus he he wasn't at our wedding mm. and I would just love to to know his thoughts on that so okay. well love Melissa, you dad I'm, I'm sure he is so proud of you and he loves you so much thank you all right thank, thank you. you thank you so much Melissa you know sharing your story sharing those knowledge bomb and you know having fun with us here in the show now Melissa I know you're a very busy person you have online events releases social media platforms anything you want to promote feel free the floor is yours my dear thank you Jan so guys um I've been talking about emotioneering quite a lot. I have a podcast. It's called the Emotioneering Podcast. You can obviously find it on all platforms. So it would be great to to have you listen, you know, uh, especially knowing your Jan's audience that, you know, you must be incredible as well because Jan is pretty incredible. And um, yeah, just just check it out. I go through a lot of mindfulness stuff um, in the first. So it is very about modern a modern mindset so talk about emotional intelligence and expression communication and and how to find confidence um in there and and also by all means you can go to the website you can go to modernmindgroup.co.uk or .com either way and if you click on free resources you can go to the free courses so i've got four free courses that you can download completely for free they're introductory courses yeah and um you can check them out so there you go Wow, wow, guys, please do connect with Melissa Karen. I'm sure she can help you in your journey towards success. Please connect with her. I am excited how she can transform your life, your business to the next level. This is Jan Santos with the beautiful and talented Melissa Karen saying, have a positive outlook in life. Smile. God bless you all. Thank you for being with us here on the Creative Talk Podcast. I'm your host, John Santos. Don't forget to listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. See you again, always.